bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobil. And now, today's word. My message this morning uh, is to encourage you and to and to help you to be all that God has designed you to be. My message is titled, Don't Hold Back. Don't Hold Back. One of the challenges we all face when God opens the door for us is, how far can we go? How much does God want to do with us? How much of God's blessing can we take? And, uh, and today I want to encourage you in that uh, area. I understand the need for moderation. I understand the need for balance. I understand the need for us not to be greedy and uh, for us to be humble. All of these have their place in life. But there are moments in your life when God gives you a certain access. And when he gives you that access, he doesn't want you to moderate the access. He doesn't want you to hold back. He doesn't want you to try and be humble about it. He wants you to go fully, chest out, boldly into that door because he designed it for you. And I trust that today you will learn to enter boldly into the place that is designed for you, that God will bring you to the place of fullness in every area of your life. I will use two stories in the Bible to illustrate my message. And uh, the first is in 2 Kings, actually both of them are in 2 Kings. The first is 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9 to 14. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9 to 14. And it has to do with when Elijah, the prophet of God, uh, was getting to the end of his ministry, and his servant Elisha followed him through a process. And, and we're going to look at Elisha's demand when he got to that moment in his life when a door was open, and we're going to look at what he did. So, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9 to 14. So it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elisha said, Please, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taking from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them and Elisha went up by a whirlwind into heaven and Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, 
my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also struck the water, it was divided this way and that. And Elisha crossed over. It's a very uh, familiar story. Elisha asking of the double portion from Elijah. He had been a good servant and had served for many years his master Elijah. And now Elijah is about to be taken away by God. And he opened a door for him. Just at the last minute, he opened a tiny door and asked, What do you want? You served me for all these years. You've been faithful to me. I'm about to be taken away from you. What do you want? Now that door was a very tiny door. Elisha could have said many things. He could have said, you know, uh, my wife um, has this bakery and she needs capital and if you can help her, I'll be fine. She, he could have asked for so many different things. He could have said, oh, when you go, where you go, remember me. But in that moment, he said, and I like how he, he prefaced he, his, uh, his request. He said, please, if he was a, a Ghanaian, he would be a good equipping man. He said, please. He's asking for double portion. The request is bold. But the language is polite. He's a polite man. Please, please, sir. I want a double of what you have. Now, that is a difficult thing to ask your master just about the time he's about to leave, that you want to be bigger, better, and greater than him. But I like Elijah. He was not offended. He said, I like your politeness and I like your boldness. Now, being polite doesn't mean be timid. You can be polite and bold at the same time. And, and he said, you've asked a very hard thing, but it can be yours. And he told him how to get it. The point I want to make is that Elisha did not hold back. He was not shy about what he wanted. He was not timid about what he wanted. He didn't apologize for what he wanted. He was very bold about it, although he was very polite about it. So I want to make three important statements. First is that you receive in life based on what you perceive. You receive based on what you Perceive. To perceive means to see. Elijah said to Elisha, if you see me, go. If you see it, if you can perceive it, if you can perceive and see that what you are asking for is available, it will be yours. He had to see himself as the new Elijah. 
You know, when you followed for so long, it's very difficult for you to see yourself as your master. When you've been a child for so long, it's difficult for you to see yourself as your parent. When you've been a follower for so long, it's difficult for yourself to see yourself as a leader. But Elijah said, if you can see it, if you can perceive it, you can receive it. The biggest challenge for many people is not that God has not given them greatness, it's that they can't see it. They can't perceive it. If you want to receive it, you have to perceive it. Second statement, what you receive is based on what you can conceive. What you receive is based on what you can conceive. To conceive means to be pregnant with or be full of something. You have to be full of it. It has to capture you totally and absolutely. If you cannot conceive it, you cannot receive it. If you cannot perceive it, you cannot receive it. To have a double portion, Elisha had to have double capacity. He had to have the conception space to occupy or to hold the double portion. You have to conceive it. You have to be able to perceive it. You have to be full of it. Third statement, if you want to receive it, you have to be able to achieve it. What you receive is based on what you can achieve. To achieve means to work for results. To work for results. If you can have it, or if you want to have it, you have to work for it. Elisha resisted every temptation to go back and to return. He had to work for it. And actually, if you read the account of what happened when he, uh, Elijah was going, the Bible says, a chariot and horsemen, horses from heaven, chariot of fire, came and separated them. And then it says, Elijah went to heaven in a whirlwind. I wonder what you know, whether you know what a whirlwind is. A whirlwind is a fast-moving wind. And so so they, they, they're having a conversation. The chariots come and separate them. It's enough for him to fall down and probably rub himself and think about his wounds or his hurts. But he's been told, don't lose focus. His eye is on Elijah. And then Elijah goes in a whirlwind. That means in one split moment he's there. One split moment he's not there. And Elijah saw it. He, he worked for results. If you want to receive it, you have to achieve it. You have to achieve it. You have to conceive it. You have to perceive it. There is something that I believe God has opened in this season. There is an open door into our lives. We've been talking about it. We've been singing about it. That is bigger, is better, it's greater. But you have to perceive it. You have to see yourself that way. You have to, have to be full of it and you have to work towards it. And that's how Elisha was able to receive the double portion. 
Now, I'm going to take you to a second illustration, and that will form the main base of my message. And it has to do with a king of Israel called Joash. Joash is a king of Israel. He's a grandson of King Jehu of Israel, who was anointed by Elijah. Now, this Joash is very different from another Joash. If you know your Old Testament well, there's a, a Joash king of Judah, but this is Joash king of Israel. Joash king of Judah was a good king. This one we are talking about, Joash king of Israel, was a bad boy. It's a bad king. But, and he came to the throne of Israel at the time when Israel is fighting a lot of battles. And it's a time of great crisis, and the main enemy of the Israelites were the Syrians. And the Syrians are beating up Israel so bad, so Joash becomes king. His grandfather, Jehu, was a very strong guy, strong king, won a lot of battles, but by his turn, the situation had changed. At this time, when Joash is king, Elisha, remember Elisha who got a double portion? Elisha is still alive, but he's in his 80s. It's about uh, so many years, 40 years or so since the time of Jehu. And so Elisha is an old man. He's at the end of his life. And something very similar happened between Joash and Elisha. That had happened between Elisha and Elijah. And I want you to follow the story closely in 2 Kings chapter 13, from verse 14 to 21. 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 14 to 21. And we read from verse 14, Elisha, Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die. Then Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. Remember that phrase? It had been used earlier by Elijah, uh, Elisha, when Elisha is about to transition into his anointing. And so this is a similar moment as what had happened between Elijah and Elisha, it's now about to happen between Elisha and Joash. So, uh, he says, Oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. Elisha said to him, Take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on his hand. And he put his hand on it, and Elisha put his hand on the king's hands. And he said, open the east window. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For you must strike the Syrians at Aphek, till you have destroyed them. Then he said, take the arrows. So he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. 
So he struck three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you have struck, you would have struck Syria till you have destroyed it. But now you strike Syria only three times. Then Elisha died and they buried him and the raiding bands from Moab invaded the land in the spring of the year. So it was as they were burying a man that suddenly they spied a band of raiders and they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. Very interesting. It, 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 so the, the, the last part of the story shows that Elisha is dead, but whatever he had, he couldn't pass it on. It's still in him, supposedly. There's a symbolism of it. So Joash comes to Elisha. And when he sees him, he says the same thing that Elisha had said. The chariots of Israel and their horsemen. The difference between what Joash said and what Elijah said is that Elijah saw it before he said it. He saw the chariots and said it. We are not told that Joash saw it. So he's just saying something because he knows big people say these things. He's, he's saying it because he realizes, well, if you say word, these kinds of words, good things happen to you. So he can't perceive it, but he's saying it. The chariot of Israel and their husband, and the other difference between what Joash says and what Elisha says is that Elisha in his time uses singular, the chariot of Israel. He said the chariots, plural. That may mean probably that uh, Elijah or Elisha has a double portion of what Elisha had. So he has more uh, available. So if you were in Joash's stead, you would know that at this moment, I'm about to receive something big. It is what is on Elisha. But what is on Elisha is double of what was on Elijah. Now by simple calculation, it means that I can also receive a double of what was on Elisha, that would be such a powerful thing. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mansa Otebe, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensa Otebe. Email Otterville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.